damn sandwich. I was literally going to say sandwich. <laughs> well, we are married. It'll get you. <laughs> Pretty much. I know the story you want to tell. <laughs> you helped me sing my song, babe. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> So the trio is uh, at Eddie's place, but we are going to back up just a couple minutes <laughs> to when Theo gets in Jules's car and buckles in and uh, they uh, just start kind of driving. Theo doesn't say anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jules like breathes in a little, like he just takes like a, a hitched breath and then like a deep exhale. Mm-hmm. And doesn't look at Theo, and is kind of like, you can see, like, he's flexing his hands on the steering wheel. And then eventually, I think, like, before he turns the next block, he would say, you better have been careful with what you were saying to them. There's only so much I can say. Well, boon for that. I can see why you like him. What were they asking? (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, they're inquisitive, that's for damn sure. Mm -hmm. Usually that kind of thing takes care of itself, so. Yeah. Claire just wants to know more. I don't blame him. No. I want to know more too, but I want to know more about you and your history with this rather than the general things that are surrounding us, I guess. It's really not that interesting, but... I mean, you never did tell me why you left. My mom left. I don't think she wanted to be trapped here and she didn't want me stuck here either. Do you know anything about what that means for people who come from here? He just gave a little shake of his head. I really, I don't know a lot. I know about what, what happens to me but I don't know what's happening here specifically yeah Jules like stops at a stop sign and then like slowly takes a turn he's quiet for a second and then as casually as he can but with a little bit of a pointed bite he says how long have you been married again he's he's quiet for a long second almost 11 years was that thing you told me when you were telling me about her? Is that still true? Is that why you came when you started trusting your dreams again? Yes. I wouldn't come across the country for just anybody. <clears throat> yeah, he lets out a wintry cough, even though it's <laughs> the fall. Mm-hmm. To you, it would be pretty visible mm-hmm. that that kind of hit him a little bit. He would shake his head and kind of just like bump the steering wheel a little bit with the back of his hand with just... Like a frustration, but not like an over, mm-hmm. like an explosion of emotion. A quick hit. Mm-hmm. And he says, this is hard. It's been so many years. You've been here for a few hours and already my students are swarming you. I'm not even ready to see you. And it's just too much. Well, the student thing, I think, is unlucky timing. I think that if you were to ask my student, he would say it was perfect timing. <laughs> Maybe. He wasn't particularly happy at the end of the conversation. Why? This just isn't something he can understand. Where did you say you lived again? Oh, I'm up the hill. It's the opposite way. Closer to the outskirts of town. Could show me. 
I think that that like you're saying that just as he's like slowing down outside of the hotel yeah. and he like breaks pauses and would look at you and then look back at the road mm-hmm. and then look back up at the hotel and then say, I don't really get many visitors. So it's probably not that exciting. Well, I could be the judge of that. And then there's like another five <laughs> seconds of silence. He'll smile a little bit. <laughs> and jules turns off the flashers and just kind of like pulls out Mm -hmm. and starts up the hill towards his place Mm -hmm. and i don't think that he says much else Mm -hmm. in that particular vein i think he would ask at some point or would sort of clarify just like Mm -hmm. like a bullet pointed list but since like we all have heard that conversation it would just be like we can decide like what theo Mm -hmm. actually fully divulges yeah since it's not, I mean, it was kind of, it kind of went in circles, but Jules would just be like, I just really need the context yeah. for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he would have just, Theo would just say that, kind of give a, a somewhat summary, but probably pretty close to what he said specifically to Claire. Mm-hmm. And he would let, he would clarify that it's just from his own studies. So he's extra, he, what he was saying was like extrapolation kind of based on. Right what he knows but just the gods and experiences he might have and different people saying different things about right and how kind of personal it is which is what kind and of Claire, upset Claire. <laughs> yeah if he's ta- if he's giving Jules the kind of rundown then he he would say they showed me some images pictures they had that was one of them a letter from Hella yes all right. Well, when we get inside, I want to talk to you about that a little bit. Well, all right. Does seem relevant. It sure does. <laughs> and then I think he coughs again. And we will pick up on those details, I think. For narrative purposes, I am going to stop that there. But the like the general, at least summary of what Jules would want to be talking about is like, because there is a familial connection, mm-hmm. did Theo... Like, know anybody else who, like, has seen loons? Has it always been loons? Mm-hmm. And I think that he would just have a little bit of a conversation about that and also share some of his own findings, which I think would also be a little bit cathartic to him. Because totally. there was a lot of stuff that he was, like, looking at when you guys were together mm-hmm. that every time he tried to bring it up, it would just be like, stop. Mm-hmm. Like, it's this isn't real. Right. Like, you need to chill. And so, like, having the opportunity to be like, this is what I've found, and I know that it doesn't, like, point to particularly great things, but, like, trying to, like, close those loops together is mostly what I think his drive would be. Mm -hmm. And then any of the other details, whatever Theo would want to allow or respond to that would be up to you. But that would be his agenda. As a quick summary, just in case we need to know (laughs) it by the time they get to the Commodore (laughs) later. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I think Theo would engage this time around wow yep he would probably be uncomfortable (laughs) Mm -hmm. a little bit but Mm -hmm. and there's probably at least one point where they're like in the middle of a very serious conversation and thea's very uncomfortable and jules is like i really wish i wasn't wearing this fucking outfit (laughs) while we're talking about this Yeah, he, like, forgot to turn off the LED green light, and then they start, like, he starts, like, doing the tour of his house, and I'm like, I'm turning, no, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Can't do this right now. <laughs> Just don't hang on to it. Turn the sweater off. <laughs> yeah, driving Eddie the whole time with just this little, like, green light on his... 
God. Oh, good times. Then we pan back from Jules's little... I think he probably actually has a townhouse. It's not necessarily an apartment. It's... Or like a freestanding home. Uh, so we would pull back from sort of like his little house, ha- ha- house, probably like as they're walking in and back through the town, through the hills and kind of the leaves that are dying on the ground since we're at the end of October and things are about to just be brown for a little while. And we see Rosie's and go all the way down the strip to the Commodore and then further down the strip to Eddie's place. And we go up his little stairs and into where the three of you are communing and changing and nobody is having a crisis at all, I'm sure. <laughs> no, who would be? Who would be? I don't know people nope. who have crises. <laughs> no. Are we having ice cream as well? Yes. Yes, you are having ice cream. Oh, yeah. All I wrote was getting ready for karaoke. With strain. So. <laughs> yeah, you guys still have your strain written down, right? Yeah. Yep. Yes. Fucks for you guys. As lowest it's ever been. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Thanks, Theo. <laughs> Great. He walked like, right into it. It's all his fault. It is. That's so sad. Just like, yeah, I think I stressed him out. And Jules like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I've seen this happen before. <laughs> Shit. No, God. And then Theo, like, describes the, like, you can only perceive it as your own blah, blah, blah. Jules like, mm-hmm. God. What did you do to my student? <laughs> <laughs> Just, you've, you've caused irreparable damage to this kid. <laughs> <laughs> he shows up. Oh my god, tomorrow's Friday. So he shows up like to Jules' office on Friday with like only 30 pages of a thesis and then the rest is just like crumpled up and he's like, we have to burn this. And Jules is like, stop, stop, let's rewind. No, 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 no. Everything I know is wrong. No, We're not going to burn this in my office. It's still decorated for Halloween. Hilarious. Okay, and you, yes, I think that uh, it was very, Sarah was very adamant that Eddie, like, immediately made the ice cream before oh, pretty yeah. much anything else could happen. Yeah. <laughs> like, here, no. eat this. Feel better. You want some cider? Yes. Do you want brandy in it? No, yeah, right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so some of the following Theo to the hotel things, just as a reminder, or I feel like it's helps a helpful conversation starter, mm-hmm. has changed. Yes. Uh, yes. Because you did get to talk to him. Mm-hmm. And, but then also... When Jules stole Theo and we did the nice little character swap, I think you mentioned like, we'll see you later. So it's not Mm -hmm. like they're going to be avoiding you at the Commodore. So that's Mm -hmm. also things to note. And you've only sort of debriefed with each other about some Mm -hmm. of the things that you've learned. I think after getting everybody set up with ice cream and apple cider. (laughs) And he's like, do you want to tell me what happened? Claire is just eating silently, I think. We may or may not have run into Theo at the uh, antique store. You can imagine how this conversation snowballed. Mm-hmm. What did he say? Why are you so upset? Well, it seems that Theo knows more about whatever's happening with Jules and won't really um, tell us about it. Not that it's our right to know or anything, but... It seems like he would hold more answers if we were able to get anything out of him. We probably could have done so in a nicer manner and not accosted him in the middle of a uh, thrift store experience, but that is the natural follow-up to somebody eavesdropping, isn't it? And she, like, looks over to Claire. (laughs) (laughs) 
Claire's like head down, mixing the like ice cream into his malos and things. To be clear, Claire, I'm not upset about it. I'm just what a way to start a conversation with someone. I didn't know how else to start the conversation. I mean, I wanted answers, and he simultaneously gave me all of them and none of them. So what are they? Well, essentially, he is here because he believes something is going to happen to Julian. And also, he cannot tell me what's happening to Julian because only Julian knows what's happening to Julian. Okay. I think Claire like looks up at Eddie at that and looks a little bit distraught. <laughs> Just, and okay. And it's like I don't I don't think you quite understand what I'm saying. What what I'm saying here is that how are we supposed to know anything that's going on if if it changes depending on the person? I mean, I even told Julian that I would not think of reality as reality anymore. I would think of it as experience, but then what does that mean for the rest of us? What does that mean for all of our realities? What is this reality that the three of us are sharing right now? How am I supposed to know what is actually real? How am I supposed to see what is actually going on here if we are all seeing something so, so different? I don't... How does that mean anything? How... How do we help him? How how do we move forward knowing that we're all seeing something so different? I just want to go up to him and ask him, what is it to you? What are, what are you seeing? But he can't tell me anything because it's hurting him. And so then I asked Theo because Julian can't say anything. But then Theo doesn't know either. Julian's the, literally the only person who can tell me what's happening. And he can't tell me what's happening. Claire, can you make me a hard cool check? Yeah! Oh boy. <laughs> One failure. Okay, that's not too bad. <laughs> you Compared get, to the dice I rolled. <laughs> you add one strain. Cool! Oh no! <laughs> it's a little bit cathartic as it's coming out, but it also is kind of like continuing to kind of send you in circles a little bit. Totally. So I think instead of in this particular case, via the role, instead of, like, relieving the stress, it's just sort of like, this could open up a door into so much more, and you don't know where that's going. So it's totally. just adding a little bit more stress to you. Yeah! As you say it. Yep. Well, at least one way that we can try and combat this issue of conflicting realities, or non-realities in this case, is the fact that we can still communicate with each other. We can make sure that what we experience is the same across the three of us. And if something deviates from that, that's when we can address whatever is happening around us. Keep some factors known. As for Jules, I don't know. If there's anything we can cross to know, any similar experiences, anything that he can't tell us, maybe then we can investigate it on our own. Not that that seems wise, but if it's in the great pursuit of knowledge, leave the avenue open. He did tell me that I have, at least in some part, and I assume the same goes for everyone here, wandered into at least a bit of the stipulations that 
bind him to the school or that that come with his job does he want to be helped i don't know <laughs> that's the coolest fucking question of all time sorry I <laughs> did he mention anything to you when you were um in the car um not he was just asking me a little bit about like how i've been since he knew i had that headache and about what i s- saw or didn't see um in Claire's room. I don't think if he wanted to know anything from me, I'm not exactly a, a fountain of knowledge about my family. So I think Claire takes a deep breath and maybe looks a little relieved for a second and says, Sorrow is knowledge. Those that know the most must mourn the deepest. The tree of knowledge is not the tree of life. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, no, I couldn't remember it just like 20 minutes ago. Oh. What a quote, though. Damn. That's a long quote. Yeah. So. In this house, we stand Byron. Yeah, right. Ah. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Help. <All> right. <laughs> well said. Help. <laughs> Where Theo mentioned the loons last time when like the three of us were talking, right? Having dreams and the ones with loons in it tend to lead mm-hmm. to disaster. Bad things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's and you come to warn Jules, and that's why. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't sure if Lenore was going to mumble about the loons. <laughs> People should use loons more. That's what I'm fucking saying. Ideal. Yes. It's so it's good. wild. Or like Cabin early mornings with like morning. loons on the lake, yep. and you're just drinking yes. a little morning coffee and <laughs> reading your little fucking yes. morning book. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Um, I think Lenore does like eat some ice cream after that, like pause and then just mumbles and just like i do want to figure out this loon nonsense though Mm -hmm. me too it's been mentioned enough times that we can't ignore it right i think i mean it's got to mean something i think in hindsight maybe this was a little rude i think he he also means something similar signs and symbols how much of signs are just patterns how much of patterns are something else? It's all the same thing. Eddie, can you make me a hard divine check, please? Ooh, roll dice. <laughs> well, that's a lot. Um, <laughs> it's three advantages okay. and one failure. Oh, good. Oh, God. <laughs> Eddie, you, like, you were talking about these signs and symbols thing and trying to make a little bit of sense of it, and you kind of get that, like, feeling in between Mm -hmm. your eyes that sometimes you do, um, and things go a little fuzzy for a bit. Yeah. But instead of, like, actually seeing anything, there's a little bit more of, like, a, just, like, a filter of, like, you know, when you're standing at a like a bonfire and you're looking above the fire and you just like the crackles of the smoke kind of like make the everything look like a mirage that kind of happens as you're looking at your friends and around the apartment and just everything looks like whatever's underneath your vision there's a there's some sort of fire there because you recognize that and you almost hear a voice but you can't parse it and then 
instead of it like continuing to be like a massive headache, here's where the three advantages come in. <laughs> but it's not helpful. So instead of it being a massive headache, it just kind of like briefly turns it like it's it shuts the whole thing down and then it turns into a brain freeze. So it's like, oh, there's like this fire thing, and now I just have a brain freeze. But you would also know from Olivia the cup the hands over the mouth thing. And then do the breathing in and out circulatory. So you could get rid of that fairly quickly. And I think that you would also think that it's weird because you haven't had anything like that really happen since the gorge uh, necessarily, other than the things that you were seeing during the seance, which like everybody was experiencing just differently. And so that seems kind of weird. And you also haven't had it happen since you got the rock. So it's just, there's something strange about it to you i think that it would just register as like why now because i think oftentimes there's like there's some sort of like kick or reason yeah even if you were trying to like dumb it down yeah and no strain with the advantage oh sweet because it just because it just becomes a brain freeze yeah and then you're like (laughs) oh fuck cool yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, god that was weird okay Sorry. Why are you all right? I, something just happened. I don't know. My vision went funny for a second. And then I got a brain freeze. And he's probably still kind of like rubbing his forehead kind of between his eyes. Oh, <laughs> if he thinks of the rock, though, he will pull it out of his pocket and say, Julian said he got a shock from this. Claire looks at Lenore. Is that possible? I mean, if there's enough static electricity buildup, but that doesn't really seem like something a rock can do unless there's metals associated with the rock or some kind of mineral. They're probably not. <laughs> Have the rest of us held the rock before? Mm-hmm. Maybe I looked at it. Yeah, I think I we all did. not remember if we touched it or not. Okay. Yeah, you all touched it and it was warm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the warm rock. Yeah, yeah. warm rock. rock. Same rock. But when you first picked it up, it was not warm. Yeah. It was only warm after you sang in the woods together. Mm-hmm. Do you want to look at it again? Hold it out for either of them. Lenore will reach out and grab it and kind of turn it over and get your palm and kind of <laughs> look at it. <laughs> and get shocked. He <laughs> like rubs his feet Does on the anything carpet. happen with this rock? <laughs> it is still a little abnormally warm. Like it's been in Eddie's pocket, so it would be warm, but it feel like it feels like it's like radiating heat rather than just like I'm warm. So there's that. But also, I think that. You have, like, a moment where, like, as you're holding it, you get a sense of calm and then kind of a sense of anxiety, and then it, like, flips back and forth for a little bit, and then it's just, like, you're fine. Or you're at your normal level of strain. Well, and she, like, hands it back to Eddie. It's, it didn't shock me, but it's certainly not any kind of rock I've encountered before. Yeah. Nothing to say for better, for worse. Just, it's a unique rock. Weird. It's a rock fact. It's a rock fact. It's a rock fact. <laughs> <laughs> and then the second joke that we always have to make. It's not a boulder. <laughs> it's, it's a rock. It's a rock. <laughs> <laughs> Rocks in popular media. Mm-hmm. Do we actually have the Wikipedia article for that up? No. No. Oh, it sounded, it sounded very legit. Like, Thank there's, you. A, there's a Wikipedia article. There's gotta be. Right. (laughs) Rocks in media, right? Yeah, rocks Mm -hmm. in popular media. Yeah, we should probably specify popular media because media is also a form. Right. Could be anything. (laughs) 
<laughs> media is a source of the untold truth of pop rocks. No. Huh? What? I kind of almost want you guys. Rock in the world? I kind of want you guys to be like doing this. Right. Right. Like, like this is a unique rock, and then Lenore like you know, I'm going to Google rocks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I'm so sorry, but I kind of want this to be canon. <laughs> Google rocks. Um, Claire will take the rock too to see if it's as he remembers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Eddie's also mm-hmm. kind of paying attention to his own emotional levels, kind of as he gives it to them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because. Ooh. Yeah. Do you know what they are? Because otherwise, it would be really interesting if you made a average cool check. I think because we talked about him feeling kind of calm with it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I can make a cool check. But as the others hold the hold the rock yeah. too, right? Like yeah. that he's paying attention to his own emotional levels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A wash. A wash. Okay. That works for me. Yeah. Uh, so clear <laughs> when you pick up the rock, it's just warm to you. There's not any sort of necessarily ma- major emotional change. It, the touch of it is soothing, like it doesn't feel like a bad warm. So it's the kind of thing that is good to hold. And Eddie, you do continue, like when you're near the rock, there is a sense of kind of calm mm-hmm. around you, but you're not necessarily able to parse any sort of like whether you're more calm when you are holding it mm-hmm. or when they're holding it or da 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 But you don't have any sort of anxieties. You feel like cool. very chill around this rock. Yeah. Sweet. Chill rock. Warm rock. <laughs> Warm rock. Warm rock, but <laughs> but a chill personality. Chill vibes. <laughs> cool chill vibes rock. From, chill vibes <laughs> from the warm rock. rock. Oh my god! <laughs> Listen, chill vibes from the warm rock is like absolutely an album that came out in 2021 yeah. by some like new age artist. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Okay, is Lenore googling rocks? Yeah, she probably did a cursory look, but as they're kind of having this, I think she forgot what was happening around her briefly. Just. Hey, did you know that pop rocks were invented accidentally? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what? I huh? couldn't really? find anything about actual rocks. <laughs> what a what a nice accident, I suppose. Yeah. It was for carbonating pop with a powder to carbonate it. Oh. But it doesn't work in that sense. It's just pop rocks now. <laughs> oh, I'm glad that that happened. <laughs> so no, I doubt that you have a giant pop rock in your pocket. Well, I haven't licked it yet, but... <laughs> Yeah, see if it explodes. Please when you don't lick, lick it. the rock. <laughs> Does Eddie lick the rock? He absolutely would. <laughs> Claire like gives, puts the rock back in Eddie's hand. <laughs> at this point. <laughs> um, Lenore, make me an average cool check as you're watching this because you an seem average... to be be opposed to it. <laughs> an average what check it cut out? Cool. <laughs> okay. It's just like, what is it? What does it taste like? Uh, rock. <laughs> yeah, Eddie, it tastes very minerally, <laughs> yeah. but also, like, as you're licking it, you d- it's not, it's certainly not a pop rock sensation, but your tongue gets a little tingly. Oh, oh, like, like one a failure. Little... <laughs> no. Lenore loses Lenore, her shit. You, you really hate this because you immediately are just like, did he ever wash that rock? I don't remember any of us washing the rock from the time where I picked it up from the dirt to the time that you're putting it in your mouth and you've been carrying it with you. So like, <laughs> Ed, is Eddie for Edward or yeah. am I losing my yeah. mind? Okay, yeah. As he starts licking it, they're just like, Edward, where has that rock been? <laughs> Uh, in my pocket. It kind of tingles. <laughs> you guys want to try? Eddie, maybe it's trying to say something Absolutely to you. Absolutely not. 
He'll hold it up to his ear. No, I mean through the tingling. Oh. Do, uh, please do not lick it again. You don't... <laughs> Sorry. I know some people check to see whether or not it's bone or rock, and then they lick it to find out, but this is not that case. What's... It didn't stick to your tongue, did it? Does... No. Oh, bone sticks it's to your great. tongue. Yeah. Oh. It's porous. Great. One. Just uh, why Claire like runs their tongue over their teeth. That doesn't seem right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you were an expert, Claire. Are your teeth not bone? I mean your teeth are still living bone. Oh, dead bone sticks to your tongue. Look, I don't <laughs> We're none of us archaeologists. She's <laughs> like I'm studying to be a pre-med, like I would be I a know, doctor. Right? No. <laughs> Anything science comes up and Claire looks at Lenore. <laughs> just like just even like, if it's I'm not in your their field. <laughs> not your fount of information. Something about fossils and Lenore's like, I am so not a paleontologist, right. it's not even funny. Like <laughs> anyhow. Look, rocks aside, we've we are going to have to talk to them later, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. Do we have a game plan for that? Do we need a game plan for that? Do we want a game plan for that? <laughs> I don't know what else Theo can offer, and I don't think Julian can offer much else either. We could just keep an eye on any um, recurring patterns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was I was just so ready to... Uh, I just thought it would be so easy to just call it all experience and to just accept that in the first second that I have to actually apply that theory. It just, I can't, I can't do it. Why not? Because then none of this is universal. Then what I think has withstood the test of time likely has not for many other people. It kind I don't know what this means for my research. Not that that is the most important thing right now. Well, I mean, everybody has different experiences, Claire. But we all share some. But do we? Yes. If we can. We've all been outside when it's sunny. And we've all been rained on. I know, but how is that... How do? How can I possibly know that that feels the same to me as it does to either of you? I'm not even sure we're all hearing the same conversation right now. We just have to trust a little bit. We wouldn't have gotten this far without having enough of a shared, if not experience, at least a shared perception of the experience. Yeah. Not everything can be the same, but we can all enjoy it or dislike it or feel the way we feel about it. And I don't know, I guess we know things don't always feel the same because some people like, like some people like ice cream. I experience great things when I eat this ice cream I made. But there are other people who don't like chocolate. I don't know. It all tastes the same, but that doesn't mean we all like it. I don't know if that helps. So I'm I'm kind of hearing that I need the shared part of the experience is what lasts. Mm -hmm. Even if it's not the same. But then at that point, it must be similar enough because it's got to be shared enough to endure through... The test of time, I guess, um, to be incredibly cliched about it, but that is what it is. That is what time is. Is time not just experience? And then he grins. <laughs> <laughs> I think time is 
I guess you could see it that way. I feel, I think, I think time is what keeps experience in, in check. You can only experience so much in a certain amount of time. Yeah. Claire, can you make me a narrative structure check average? I'm good at that. Okay. Yeah. 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 out here biting her tongue about adding to the time conversation. <laughs> oh, sorry. Do oh, it. no, you're good. She's, I can't decide if she would be like, yeah, I should say this part about it. She might still, depending on how this goes. Yes. <laughs> okay, great. It's just like, do I want to contribute to this? Right. Not, why are we doing homework right now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm always doing homework. <laughs> That's my secret. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Claire needs some shots tonight. That's what we're hearing. Oh, no. <laughs> at, least oh, no. Yeah. at least we're not going up a oh. hill. <laughs> That's uh, true. Five advantages and two failures. Oh, my God. We're failing today. What a what a roll. I know. It's... <laughs> Listen, we're under some strain. Right? I have Speak ten. I have oh, tra- ten strain right now. I have one strain. Holy shit. I have four. <laughs> oh, Seven strain in that case. I've got ten left. Okay, yeah, still. okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah advantage wise, I think that <laughs> five advantages and two failures. I know. Crazy. Oh my god, this is the funniest thing. So you're like thinking about yourself and like time and experience and the, the reality of it all, and then you kind of get stuck because you're like, this is also about like the literature that I think has withstood the test of time, and I think that you start to think about like, well. There are, you know, the concept of the unreliable narrator and how there's a thread that's going to be helpful. And then you're like, because it's like the unreliable narrator. And then but then the characters still reference a shared experience. And then you're kind of like, okay, but then the unreliable narrator could be lying about that. And then maybe I'm the unreliable narrator (laughs) of my own life. And And so you're like, you're like about to like, maybe I can connect this to literature or... I can freak the fuck out. Um, and yeah. so I think that your thoughts kind of spiral elsewhere. But the five mm-hmm. advantages is like you kind of you feel like there could be a connection to the literary side of it. And perhaps the idea of a shared experience and like the one or but also the one sidedness of it could be like beneficial. But it's not connecting because now I'm just thinking too much about the concept of the unreliable narrator in reality and everything else that we're kind of. I'm the problem. <laughs> <laughs> But I think it leaves you at seven strain because this is just where you're at right now. Um, Yeah. With the five advantages, you wouldn't add any strain. It's just your failures would not connect any of the thoughts at this point. Okay. And also if my inner monologue was like wrong, you can always correct me. But just it just goes spirals out in a way that like is not where you thought it was going to go when you Mm -hmm. started thinking about it. Mm hmm. (sighs) Face journey happens. Um... And then slow mumbling commentary about it, I think, follows. Well, that's that's what makes the narrator so important. The narrator is the one who tells the story. And every person is their own narrator. If experience is different for everyone, that means that everyone is technically both the reliable and the unreliable narrator and that they are telling the truth, but they are seeing their own truth, which is not quite the truth that everyone else is seeing. And thus... And thus, that means that I am my own unreliable narrator while also being my reliable narrator because what I am seeing is both true and false (laughs) at the same time. And I am not young enough to know everything. Even though you're not supposed to know everything, Claire. Claire. But where does that leave the omniscient? Who who is the omniscient in that case? Who is is there? That's the the point. There is no omniscient. 
but there is an omniscient there that's that's what there has to be an omniscient there has to be a one truth that I mean, the omniscient must be what is the shared truth. The omniscient must be the person or the entity who is seeing everything that ev- all of these experiences are sharing. Maybe we can't know it. Right? That's <clears throat> Maybe the omniscient is the stuff that we do know is the same across the board. I mean, if you really look at it, not to throw more stuff at you about time, but um, it is really just keeping track of the rate of decay or change in anything or anyone. And it's relatively concrete. As far as we can measure these kinds of changes, we have the ability to get shared information about certain things. Those are rather immutable and unchangeable, and maybe that's part of what the omniscient is. It's not one person or one entity, it's the collective basis that we do know ourselves to be. So we know how our world works, and that's where the narrators can take it and run and do whatever fanciful thing they wish to it and become unreliable. But but then who, if the omniscient is the collective, who is the authority that can share and collect this collective? I think this is where God would come in for a lot of people. Um, or like a conversation, we compare our notes. And if it's the same, we are all the omniscient. <laughs> fucking snaps for Lenore yeah, you get right? a blue die on your next roll <laughs> she's just like Claire shut the fuck up <laughs> Claire, it's, it's not that way. complicated <laughs> for the listeners by the way who didn't see this unfolding um, as Claire started going off on the rant uh, Lenore's eyes and by Lenore I mean the player but just Lenore's eyes started widening a little bit and then Eddie became that face where it's the flat line mouth but the two raised eyebrows that little emoji that was Eddie's face <laughs> and it was fucking wonderful and I just hope that you all are able to <laughs> absorb that image now uh, it was great I'll put that. I'll put the emoji in the um, episode notes so that everybody <laughs> yeah. can see it. <laughs> if I can, I don't. I've never actually tried to put an emoji in an episode note. It's just like how oh, no clips. I mean, you can do it with like, the other kind of emojis, right? right. Ca- yeah, like keyboard ones. Ca- yeah. Emoji. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Colin or funny. Colin. Colin. Are we watching Code Geass? Line. <laughs> I was like, oh, what we do in the shadows? Colin Robinson! Yes! We can't talk uh, about that. I'm mad at Laszlo. I'm also mad at Laszlo. Uh, anyway. I have a lot of opinions about that, but like, I am mad at Laszlo. But also, I've only know. seen some of the show, so I don't have an opinion. You have no idea what yeah. happened at the end. Oh my god. Laszlo no. was like my favorite, and then I was like, I'm mad at you, sir. Anyway. I, oh no. Also, god, I do love him. I still love him, but I'm still mad at him. Yes. So mad. I am upsetting spaghetti, and yet I love you. Yes. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Anyways. <laughs> wonderful. I love this. Wait, is there someone? Sorry. Is there someone in Code Geass named Col- Colin? Colin. K A L L E N. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like sometimes I think. Yeah, I think that like a couple of times it was romanized into like Karen yeah. in some subtitles. Yeah. yeah. Or at least that's what I remember. Yeah. Right. Okay. Anyway, where anyway. were we? We were at Lenore's really cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah Lenore just dropped some fucking knowledge. Sure we are the omniscient. Yeah. yeah, it's great. Yeah, right. I declare, uh, not Claire. Lenore did not have anything else to add to that because they were just like, "That's it. 
There you go. Claire pulls out their notebook and starts scribbling furiously. That's literally what happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lenore like eats a big bite of ice cream as a like a wow. Claire starts taking notes. Um mm-hmm. and then is like, my work cited page is already like twenty pages and now I just now I just feel like I will never have enough sources for this. Just do the ones you reference. I know, but if we're all the omniscient, then that literally means we're all the omniscient. No. You can just do one of our names and then et al. But you, but your your name and your experience yeah. is different from literally. Right, et al. But you are not at all. Right, I'm not. But everyone else is the et al. I know, but... It's me and then everybody But then else. that captures you as if you are speaking for et right. al., I am. But you are not at all. <laughs> You're right, Lenore actually was. Lenore is also not at all. No, but it would be a large waste of paper and time if you handwrote everybody's name. Citizens of the world. Well, now that just sounds didactic. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Julian sneezes while this is happening. Whatever he's doing. It's like, oh god. What am I gonna step into tomorrow? Right. Or tonight. We're gonna be in the same place. Drunk Claire, like, I have a revelation for you, Jules. You need to know about this. Listen, I'm about to drop some knowledge. Yeah, right. Look, you can keep the idea of at all and citizens of the world or whatever as a footnote for now to research later. Mm-hmm. I suppose, though, I'm not the first person to try to compile this sort of shared experience or data. Nope. Perhaps my sources. But who gives them the authority to speak on the omniscient? Who, who's to say they're not? We, gives, we give ourselves the authority, Claire. As the authority. By the authority. You're stuck in a box. Get out of it. <laughs> Accept your role. I kind of lost my role at this point. <laughs> That's fine. You can find a new role. It looks down and... Scribble, 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 scribble. Yes. Can't believe we're letting you do homework right now. Right on Halloween? It's it's important. Hold on. <coughs> Take some other big old bite of ice cream. <laughs> right. Is there microwave somewhere? Apple cider. <laughs> uh, eventually, Claire will close their notebook. And be like, okay. Okay. Satisfied? I think so. For now. A drop of ink may make a million think. Hopefully. I mean, that's the goal, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you both for talking through that with me. Anytime. You are both um, incredibly invaluable to me, both as friends and as colleagues. And I really appreciate your point of view. Appreciate you too, Claire. Yeah. I think you've made me actually have to sit down and think more than most of my classes. <laughs> Maybe they should pay me for this. Careful with that. Oh, <sighs> oh God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie! <laughs> <laughs> was it too soon? I'm it was sorry. a little bit. I'm okay, though. Okay. <laughs> oh, did we want to make a plan for this evening? I don't really know what to say. Just tell them about Olivia, but that's like gossip. That she's pregnant? Well, yeah, with... It doesn't matter. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> the other two not getting why it's funny. <laughs> nope. Right. <laughs> With, with, with what? I don't huh? know. It's... Uh, he might know the father of the father. Oh. 
Oh? Do we know the father? Barrett Jones. Wait. Did I hear Theo's last name? Yes, directly. When Jules said, this is Theodore Jones, Theo, my old friend. I was friend. like, I heard that last name, didn't I? <laughs> you sure did. Lenore, who has not heard, is just like, what? Yeah, I don't think either of you know who Barrett Jones is. Like, you've probably seen him, but it's not like yeah. he was ever like, hi, I'm Barrett Jones. Like, <laughs> right. He just is from the town. <laughs> is he related to Theodore? If they're both from here, yeah. I mean, Jones is a common last name. Patterns, but this is, this is a pattern, Eddie. Okay, but like, I, I think they're, if Theo's related to me, we probably have some, like, there's a line, a lineage, but even if it's just by marriage. Oh, oh, this is complicated. Um, hmm. Maybe don't host any, like, big family potlucks in the future. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I can't. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> if you want to tell him that, go ahead. Yeah, we'll see. I don't want to like shout it from the rooftop. So sure. Maybe. I'll check. Actually, <laughs> and he pulls out his phone. <laughs> Eddie, like now I'm Eddie curious. <laughs> All right. He just texts Olivia to ask um, if she knows Theo's name and if she would mind if he mentioned her to Theo. <laughs> What's your negotiation? One yellow Oof. and two purple. Oh boy, okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a lot I'm of just always afraid of going up against any red die because I don't want the despair. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, Ooh. okay, okay. This is better. Okay, that's fine. Um, she, <laughs> she would text back, I don't keep track of the Jones family. <laughs> <laughs> just can't keep up. And then... Yeah. I think they spread their name like wildfire for a while, though. So I don't know if they would be directly related, but sure, you can mention me. Yeah, I think it would be like, I know he's just from here, so. <laughs> How old is he? He's friends with Jules. Okay, so. Old. No. <laughs> <laughs> like an uncle, maybe, or something. Okay, but don't go telling everybody. I wasn't gonna. Okay. Exclamation point. <laughs> <laughs> she does the the two exclamation point react if you have an iphone <laughs> on your i wasn't emphasis. gonna exclamation point yeah the emphasis right. one and then she says okay fine and then like two minutes later just as a joke she goes she sends you a text that says is he hot <laughs> yes and respectful yeah yes and respectful. <laughs> he's not respectful he's respectable, respectable. Mm -hmm. there's a difference i really want to respect him <laughs> <laughs> I am looking respectfully because there is no other yeah. choice. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Eddie Eddie says he'll be at the Commodore tonight. You get back the the thinking emoji with the little like <laughs> the little hand beneath it, like hmm. and that's it. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Oh, and then she sends like a candy corn and a pumpkin emoji and says happy Halloween. Cute. Oh, yeah. He'll say happy Halloween back. I gotta do laundry soon. Just kidding. He'll end this conversation. But Hilarious. I realized that he ha he probably goes home all the time to do laundry mm -hmm. still. Why would he go to a laundromat when he could do it for free? It's for true. real. It's like, if y'all are already studying that night, then he's like, I'm gonna use your fucking laundry right. room. But... Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Claire, like, absolutely, go ahead. <laughs> Mikasa, Sukasa, just take it. 
<laughs> right. right. I'm glad we managed to lift our spirits. We can get in costume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 But maybe don't watch a movie that's too like, are there any existential Halloween movies? Don't watch those. <laughs> Something else. <laughs> no. We're just going to watch, like, Shaun of the Dead or yeah, something. Hilarious something silly. Yes. as you get ready. <laughs> Can I use my desperate recovery? Sure. If if this is the end of an encounter, technically. I would say it's technically an end of an encounter, because this was a social encounter. So Yeah. And I think you're, like, moving into, like, we actually have to get dressed, and we're going to have a good time, and you're going to go get drunk, and then you're going to come back, and we're all going to sleep at Eddie's. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> so. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The ideal. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> What? Oh, uh, 69 <laughs> likes for Darwin. Nice. <gasps> nice, yeah. <laughs> and it's the end of the encounter, so you can use your desperate recovery. Yeah. It says, heal, before healing at the end of an encounter, heal two additional strain, if over half threshold, which I am. Yay. Mm-hmm. Yay. Great. Love to hear it. Eddie um, digs out. Uh, like if he's got any kind of head, devil horns, a halo, he's finding it. He's gonna bring it for jewels. <laughs> oh, that's yes. right! Oh my god, bless! Yeah, awesome, perfect. Yep. Stupid glasses. That's good because Julian might not have time to change. <laughs> sure won't. Yep. You guys don't know anything. <laughs> Sixty-nine. Nice. <laughs> so, do you have more that you want to do, and you're like actually getting ready for? costume i don't think so but i decided that eddie has little bear ears that's oh what he's bringing god. for julian for theo <laughs> oh my god for julian's soul <laughs> no, that's right that's right <laughs> yeah. for both of them yeah because jules told him like it, it he had to fight yeah. for like multiple years to even get theo into like a devil yeah <laughs> like into stupid little horns well he was always like decked out <laughs> head to toe I do think that as this is happening, there would be two other things that happen at Julian's place, <laughs> which is like, by the way, it, like I can, I can quick describe it, but it's pretty sparse. And yet it's still very like it's not as he, when mm-hmm. you were in his office, it was more personalized than like his place is. So whatever you want to conclude psychologically is its own thing. But he does. I mean, he's got like really nice old bookcases and a lot of those around but it's not there's not a lot of personalization necessarily you would also notice that there is one photo of the twins but it's on one of the lower bookcases so it's just kind of there but it's not prominent and not wanting to draw attention to itself and he's got a couple of hanging plants but other than that it's like i like the walls some of them are green and some of them are (laughs) Some sort of like weird right. color, but he doesn't, he's, yeah, he hasn't, doesn't have a ton of personalization in his home, but he does have a cool staircase that leads up to the second floor with like the bathroom and the, and the bedroom. Sweet. But he would also, as you're talking about like the loons in your dreams, he would also just briefly say, I have to ask this, my student who's also allegedly distantly related to Hella, you saw them briefly, you'll probably see them again tonight. I just think that there's something similar between some of their experiences and some of yours. And I was wondering if, does this happen with every person who's from here or does it have to go back further? Do you know? I mean, this letter from Hella. Did you ever have to contend with anyone else who could do something like you did? Or was it surprising to you? I think it's in the family. Which one? All, I guess. From 
Hella on. Nice. <laughs> We've connected the dots. You don't think it started with her, do you? It's hard to say from that letter. Yeah. There's a lot about this that I understand and stuff that I'm still completely in the dark in. And, I mean, you were able to get out, but you don't really have relief, do you? Jolene, me. In some ways, I guess. I'm not tied down. Which is a relief. Yeah. I always felt like I was being chased. And now you're here. Right. So are you really not tied down? We are all victims of our ties to other people. <laughs> Can be a good or a bad thing, but... He takes a deep breath and looks down. I think he also like puts his hands in his like silly little columnal pants pockets and... He says, I am not deceitful. If I were, I should say I loved you. But I declare I do not love you. I dislike you worst of anybody in the world. That honestly probably kind of, it almost mm -hmm. makes Theo roll his eyes. <laughs> I think it's been a long time since he's been around people who quote <laughs> things at him. <sighs> I think he says, that's fine. Good. I almost forgot. Uh, and he'll dig out his little package that he got from the antique store. Aww. Aww. Yep. I was wondering why mm -hmm. you were carrying a bag around. Well, I had gone in. That's where your students found me. Oh. But I was buying this and he'll set it. But this is for you. Oh. And Jules, like, looks down at it and then looks back up at Theo and kind of doesn't know what to do for a moment. But then he reaches out and takes a small package it would be a pop open mm -hmm. right like it would be like a little box that <clears throat> yeah just a little box describe what it looks like yeah they're just like probably pretty simple um silver cufflinks mm -hmm. i want some mm -hmm. fancy You're right little tarnish because they're at the mm -hmm. antique store part of the charm mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. jules stares at them for about a minute and then he lets out a laugh that's like half touched and mm -hmm. half genuine amusement. And he's like, it's a bit late to try to replace the ones that I lost. <laughs> but thank you. You might still be able to get some use out of them. Yeah, I could get some use out of them tonight, maybe. Why not? Do you want some tea? Yes. <laughs> but I think he like stops in the kitchen door mm -hmm. and like looks at the box again. And then he kind of like goes back and sets it on the table and then puts his hand on the table mm -hmm. and looks at you very seriously and says, really, thank you for thinking of me. I mean what I say. You know that. I do. Even if sometimes it's absolutely infuriating. I laugh. All right, all right. Tea time. Go on. And then fade to black. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Next time, we'll start at the Commodore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. And we'll figure out Halloween. how Halloween goes. Thanks for listening to Gaze of the Round. Gaze of the Round Productions and this podcast are a subset of Lucian Brinkley Media Services, LLC. This season's setting is That Dark Academia, which was created using the core rules of the Genesis role-playing game system by Fantasy Flight Games and in accordance with the guidelines set by the Genesis Foundry for original content. It will be available online through the Genesis Foundry at the end of the season. 
This season features Sarah Kay, who also assists in EQing our episodes, as Eddie Everett and Theodore Jones, Keats as Eleanor Lane, and Riley Lynn, who also designed our graphics and branding, as Clarence Monroe. You can find Sarah on Twitter at A Blinding Idea, Keats on Twitter at KL Olson32, that's O L S E N 32, and Riley on Twitter at The Riley Lynn. All three cast members are co-creators of the fictional school Heldholm University and the town of Heldholm. I'm Lucian, the GM for the season as well as the creator of the setting That Dark Academia and the Gaze of the Round podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Cafe with Lucian. Aiden Chan, sometimes known as Dungeon Maestro, is the composer and performer of the original music heard on That Dark Academia. You can find Aiden on Twitter at Aiden Chan, that's A-I-D-E-N-C-H-A-N, and also on YouTube and Spotify. Our official character art, as seen on our Twitter, was done by Tulone. You can find them on Twitter at T-U-L-O-M-N-E. For more updates on this show and planned future shows, follow us on Twitter, yes, more Twitter, at GoaterProdPods. That's G-O-T-R-P-R-O-D-P-O-D-S. We've loved having you with us, and we will see you in the next episode. Time. Time. (laughs) Ruby wanted to do it instead. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.